More than 46 million Americans are living below the poverty line, and many of their fellow Americans would like to help. But can some forms of help actually make the problem worse? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is back with a look. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. We're talking with Brian Fickert, Professor of Economics and Community Development at Covenant College in northern Georgia and the co-author of When Helping Hurts, How to Alleviate Poverty Without Hurting the Poor. Professor Fickert, your book tackles this issue from the perspective of what faith-based organizations can do, but much of this applies to everyone. The title of your book says, When Helping Hurts. Could you give us just an example of some of the ways that perhaps trying to help a poor person can backfire? You know, it's really true that good intentions are not enough. Both the political right and left have agreed that historically the U.S. welfare system did a lot of harm in the process of trying to help the poor. We see similar things happening in our churches and in our nonprofit organizations and right down to us as individuals because all of our approaches to the poor in the United States tend to come out of a material understanding of poverty. We think that poverty is fundamentally about a lack of material things. And so our solutions tend towards trying to provide material things for people to solve their problems. And so we do this, for example, when we're stopped at a traffic light. We roll down our window, we put a quarter in the hand of a poor person, but the truth of the matter is all we've really done is enable that poor person to be there again the next day. And so that kind of assistance actually doesn't get to the root of the problem. It actually allows that person to persist in the state that they're in and prolongs their agony. What do you recommend instead? What our book argues is that poverty is not fundamentally about a lack of material things, but rather that lack of material things is a symptom of something far deeper. So we argue we've got to get to those deeper root issues if we're going to really try to solve the problem. So answering the question correctly, what is poverty, is profoundly important before we even begin to try to help those who are poor. It's so interesting. If you ask most North Americans what is poverty, again, they'll say things like it's a lack of money, it's a lack of food, it's a lack of clothing, it's a lack of shelter. But if you ask materially poor people around the world, they'll say something like this, I feel less than human. I feel ashamed. I feel like I'm not really part of society. The poor tend to describe their poverty in far more psychological and social terms. And those of us who are trying to help the poor define their poverty in material terms. So our approach is out of that framework to provide material things for people, but they're feeling shame, embarrassment, not really part of the team kind of a feeling. And so their conditions tend to be more psychological, social, and even spiritual. So my suggestion would be that we actually approach the poor from the perspective that they're coming from. And it's a more relational approach. It's an approach that says poverty is rooted in broken relationships that human beings have with themselves, their self-image, their self-concept, their self-worth, broken relationships with others. They often don't have a sense of community, a sense of belonging, broken relationship with the rest of nature, that they don't understand that they're called to be stewards and to work and to support themselves through their own work. I also believe a broken relationship with God himself. And so we believe that we ought to address people out of that broken relationship framework instead of a material framework. And that means more coming alongside of them, walking with them across time in ways that are relational and restorative, as opposed to providing handouts to them that actually can cripple them and create further senses of incapacity and shame on their part. Now let me ask that from the other side of the coin, though. If a person is hungry, how do you foster a relationship with them unless you feed them first? 
It's not that ladling soup is always a bad thing. It's not that providing food is always a bad thing, but that ought to be done in the context of them rediscovering that they have inherent dignity and worth and capacity, of them reconnecting with friends and family members and the rest of society, of them understanding again that they have the capacity to work and to support themselves through their own work. And so it's not so much that we should never provide material assistance, but how it's done needs to be done in a way that's empowering, actually asking those who are materially poor to contribute something, to bring something to the table that communicates that they are trying to move ahead and to be restored in those key relationships that I mentioned earlier. Fascinating conversation. Brian Fickert, Professor of Economics and Community Development at Covenant College in northern Georgia and co-author of a book called When Helping Hurts, How to Alleviate Poverty Without Hurting the Poor. Brian, do you have a website where folks can learn more about you and your book? Just www.whenhelpinghurts.org. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. It's great to be with you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Taryn McCall and Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.